Y'all got your drink fellas. That's my drink. It was like, ooh, our lips look so good. I got good everything, trust What else you got good, Al? <laughs> Take a look at that picture I sent you. I just figured I'd get the girls a little preview <laughs> of the spring summer collection, a.k.a. Okay. my body. It is TGIF. This is what y'all came for, right? Y'all came for this. Hey guys, it's your girl Claudia Jordan and it's Wednesday and I'm back with another episode of TGIF with two of the most fabulous men in the business, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. We're here to spill the tea and break down some of the hot topics and all that's trending on social media and in the news. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let me introduce my co-host. Please welcome uh, brand strategist Al Reynolds. Hey Al. What's going on Claudia? I'm chilling. Good to see you. Good to see you. How's Aruba? It's it's I want to move here. It's it's really beautiful. It's it's the most beautiful place I've ever vacationed, and I I I'm sad to leave tomorrow. I'm sad it's to leave. It's about the sand, right? The water, the people, the vibe. It's the food. It's and I'm I'm just with a really good group of people too. So that's that's just been everything. So I I don't want to go back. And I got a great tan already. I'm super brown. So all right. And please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host Funky Dineva. Hey, Q. Is it right for me to still do this under the circumstances? <laughs> what circumstances? The circumstances. Well, you didn't, it didn't come. Uh, I don't think you're being evil. You're not being an asshole doing that. I don't think. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> Al, well, it, I got a question for you. No, no, uh, don't start on me today. Listen. I just want to ask you one question, Daddy. No, 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 don't start no, on no, me. Let me ask you a question. What no. you doing with that turtleneck on in September? <laughs> <laughs> actually, this is a lightweight uh, fall turtleneck. So it's fall here in D.C., actually. The temperatures are dropping. It's kind of chilly at night. So, yeah. Al is giving us uncircumcised talking head. <laughs> 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 so what's everybody, what's everybody sipping on tonight? Oh, Al. What y'all? <laughs> what? Okay, I'm drinking bread wine. Did that come from the hospital from the fucking <laughs> food from the closet? don't. So you know, Take I, me off the target, please. I am extremely tipsy tonight. I'm sipping on something special, and y'all know I don't do champagne, baby, and black-owned champagne. I am drinking chocolate in a bottle. Y'all can't see it. Oh, chocolate in a bottle is what I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. This is the best new champagne. It's chocolatey. It's subtle. And it's from, I don't know if y'all know Marshall and Letitia Scott from Love and Marriage Huntsville. It's mm-hmm. their champagne brand they're drinking. I got a bottle. He sent me a bottle for free. I drank it. The shit was so good. I bought a case. They're going to have to buy okay. some advertising, but it's good. And I'm drinking it. Okay. You know, we, <laughs> we, a show like this, we 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 are looking for an alcohol uh, sponsor. I, I would I would think that would fit in just right with the show. My soul and Letitia. Okay, we got a lot of viewers, but the shit it's really good, y'all. Black in the bottle, black black in the bottle is the name of it. It's really good. It's chocolate champagne, and it's got me tipsy. And ain't no telling what's gonna come out my mouth and our uncircumcised neck tonight. Well, good. I need this. I have just a little Malibu rum in a Ritz Carlton paper cup. So, I mean, I guess I'm one step above the ghetto red cup. That's know. giving but- real continental breakfast croissant and strawberries <laughs> in the morning at omelet station. Like, that's what that's giving. <laughs> that's right, Ritz Carlton. All right, y'all. Let's get into the show. Uh, 
Let's go. Did y'all watch the VMAs? I'm almost 40. No. Me neither. Okay, well, R&B uh, sensation <laughs> Tyrese did. and <laughs> He weighed in on the show, and let's just say he wasn't impressed. He took to Instagram to share how he felt about the ceremony, and he wrote that everything has become one gigantic uh, antic. I miss the days when popularity was actually based on talent, hit records, and hit movies. Do you agree with Tyrese? And what are your thoughts on today's music and today's acts? So you know what? Me and one of my good friends, James Knox, the executive producer of Love and Hip Hop and a bunch of other shows y'all love, we went to lunch the other day and we were talking. And James brought up a very valuable point. And he said that we are in danger, that he watched the VMAs and that we have no more superstars. There are no more Madonnas, Janets, Michael Jacksons, Beyonce's, that we now have all these microwavable stars that the labels just push out and, and, and they pushed on us and they're supposed to be the next big thing. You know what? I'm told that I'm 40 and that's the young people stuff and I'm supposed to let y'all have it. But young people, I'm here to let y'all know 20 years from now, y'all ain't going to have nothing to listen to. Because <laughs> what these people are putting out is nothing but microwavable garbage. And Tyrese is absolutely correct. I am scared for our culture. I'm scared for our people and I'm scared for music. Al? You know, I, I, I have to agree with Funky on this one, but... You know, because he's right. It, it, we talk about it all the time on the show, actually, about the antics of all the artists that are number one on the charts now. But the only thing I'm confused about is it just, I think it's coming from the messenger and not the message. I think we've talked about that on the show before. I never viewed Tyrese as a sensational R&B sensation, to be honest with you. Now, if you're talking about box office movies because of Fast and Furious and Transformers, I mean, you know, by far he's associated with two of the biggest franchises when it comes to movies and film. But I never thought of him as a huge um, music act. So I think maybe if it came from somebody else, it would have resonated a lot more. But I do understand what he's talking about. But you're not going discount, to discount Sweet Lady and you're not going to discount how you're going to act like that. And you're not going to discount how he started. Do, 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 always Coca-Cola. Yeah. Q, thank you for that, Q. Yo, aside from watching the VMAs, we also had a chance to catch some of our favorites walk the red carpet at the Met Gala last night. And per usual, Rihanna gave everyone something to talk about. Now, whether rumors of her possibly being pregnant with ASAP Rocky Childs or the fact that she wore a black Balenciaga black overcoat and a beanie. Now, she explained that the reason behind her outfit was her way of taking back the negative thoughts that come to mind when, when folks see a black person wearing a black hoodie. Now, the superstar said, I wanted to empower that and make it, make it, I want to make it mine and make it fashion. Were you feeling Rihanna's look? And do you think she could be hiding her pregnancy? And what do you think about ASAP Rocky's outfit? I don't think Rihanna's pregnant. I'm 100% feeling the look. ASAP didn't get an invitation and didn't even want to go. Rihanna was 15 minutes from walking out the door. They had just got through finished hunching. And she was like, nigga, come on. And he said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Al, what do you think? 
Oh boy. I, I'm going to say that uh, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky can't do any wrong right now, but I don't even, of course we found out that they were the last ones to appear on the carpet. They got there right before they closed the carpet. It seems to me like they didn't really want to be there, but they felt obligated to come. She picked whatever the, some assistant told her was sent to her. And he grabbed the first thing that was beside the door after he dressed nice underneath it. I think that they're so in love and they're just so into each other that I was more enthralled into that than their outfits. I would love to see them really slay the way I think they can. Rihanna being such a bomb ass fashion play and just to me, one of the sexiest celebrities out there and she's got herself a good looking man. So like, you know, to use that opportunity to go kill it on the red carpet together. I don't know what he's doing with that outfit. And I hope she is hiding a baby. I hope she, I hope she got a baby on the way. I really do. Uh, all right, uh, let's go uh, get into this next story. Nicki Minaj all over the internet. I'm, I'm out here in Aruba, still hearing about it. I way out here. People are talking about this. She signed herself. She's found herself in uh, some hot fire. People have been coming for the rapper, like MSNBC's Joy Reid and actress Yvette Nicole Brown, because they both had something to say about her comments on the vaccine. It started with Nikki explaining her missed attendance from the VMAs and the Met Gala. She said that it was because you had to be vaccinated to attend both and that she didn't want to risk her child's health by being around other people. She explained that she would get the vaccine after she personally did more research, which she said she was doing, but... She encouraged her fans to continue to wear their masks. But Joy Reid was not here for Nikki's comments. She expressed her displeasure with Nikki's comments on her television show and said, for you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives as a fan, I'm so sad that you did that. Now, Nikki Minaj fired back and called Reid a homophobic coon. And that's when all hell broke loose. Was Joy out of line for calling Nikki out on live TV? And I also think the question needs to be asked, was Nicki Minaj out of line for calling Joy Reid a coon? Which I've never seen coon behavior from Joy Reid. Nikki was definitely reaching and out of line with the homophobic coon. I don't know where she was going with that. And I feel like what she was doing was trying to play on trigger words. Oh, if I throw homophobic in there, people will be mad. Where I stand with Joy as it relates to her response to Nikki, you know, I'm kind of neutral about it, right? Because Nikki did not say, don't go get the vaccine. She didn't say, oh, the vaccine is lethal I, or, 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 Ill, or, or, or illegal. I'm not getting it. She said, I don't know where I'm at at it. Now, I am a vaxxer. I am pro-vax. But in being pro-vax and in being in the communications field, I'm also pro-people being able to speak their mind and speak however they feel. This vaccine issue has been so divisive, but I don't find anything wrong with what Nikki said. Nikki said that she didn't want to do it for her. She does have a 22 million people and a lot of people will follow her. And I get Joy Reid's point. But to be honest, I'm rarely double mine. I don't know where I am on this. I don't think Nikki committed a foul. And I kind of think Joy kind of overshot her, 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 her anger. Okay, Al? It, this was this is very interesting to me. This is like really, really interesting to me on two levels. On the first level, um, mm -hmm. I haven't seen Nikki this um, involved or on Twitter in a long, long time. I mean, I, I just haven't seen her this involved on Twitter in a long, long time. And that has me questioning why she's so involved on Twitter. Now, what she said was for sure dangerous and insensitive, you know, not 
talking facts about the vaccine was dangerous and calling, um, you know, another black female on a large platform a coon is insensitive as far as I'm concerned. I don't think that Joy necessarily was in the wrong because as we've all said on this show before, when you have a huge platform like that and you can influence millions and millions of people, there's a social responsibility that comes with this. But let me pose this. I'm thinking, and this just could be my conspiracy theory, I'm thinking because we have not seen Nikki on Twitter in a long time, that the reason why she's on Twitter now is because of the news around her husband being found guilty about uh, the sex crime and, and being a sex offender not registering. And she's using this opportunity to divert the attention off of him and onto her. That's just me. You know what I love uh-huh. about you, Al? Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Claudia. No, go ahead. I get so emotionally involved in the stories and I just spit from the gut, but you just bring this whole other intellectual perspective. And now that I thought about it, you're absolutely right. Her husband is like America's most wanted sex offender, failed to register, social media eating him up. And what better way to divert all that energy energy and attention than that? You is smart. You is yeah, she's You is uncircumcised, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, in addition, Nikki also told fans that she's been in Twitter jail since she is expressing her concerns over the vaccine and that she plans to no longer use the platform. We'll see about that. Now, also, actress Yvette Nicole Brown defended Joy Reid in a post where she wrote, Sis, she wasn't coming for you. She's a real one who fights for us daily and was only trying to remind you that whenever you speak... 22 million people, listen, a huge platform like yours carries great responsibility. The Mm -hmm. Barb's attempted to come for the actress, which led to her her addressing them in an Instagram post, and she made sure to tag Nikki. And she tweeted, pinning this tweet to help the trolls. I don't care if you call me zealous, old, fat, or ugly, or on any given day, I may be all those things. I do care what we have. I do care that we have a country with opportunities for all safe infrastructure and a leader who doesn't cage babies or grab vaginas. What are your thoughts on the trolls now coming for Yvette Nicole Brown? I have a question for the trolls and I have a question for the anti-vaxxers, right? So I have a friend, Dr. Shantira Johnson. I've known her since high school, went to college. And she said, it's medicine's fault that black people are as skeptical as they are about medicine. And I get that. She blames it 100% on medicine. And it is. We've got this history. Tuskegee, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. My only question is, for everybody that throws Tuskegee experiment, that was specifically designed and engineered for Black men. They're giving the vaccine to everybody. So that kills the racial issue. Then there's this conspiracy theory. But in order for it to be a conspiracy, it would have to be a global conspiracy. Korea and America don't even get along. Half of the places in in the globe don't even like America. That's number two. Number three, do you know how many people it would require to be silent in order for this to be a global conspiracy? And number four, I want you to finish the thought. Okay, this is a conspiracy theory. This is some type of sick medicine they're putting in us. Finish the thought. Sick medicine to do what? what? Here is what I know. In 30 years from now, if I develop cancer because I got the COVID vaccine, I know that that's better than me dying in 30 days. So you know what? I'll take the 30 years of cancer versus the 30 years of death. What? Finish the thought for me. Like, finish the thought. It's a conspiracy. Conspiracy to do what globally? And I'll yield my time to Al Reynolds. 
No, no, we got to go to commercial. Uh, We can yield that uh, your time and come back with more thoughts if we want to. We got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more TGIF after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. Let's get back into these hot topics. We can get through a whole bunch tonight. Uh, The Met Gala, we talked about it earlier in the show, but let's get back into this part about it. Uh, Bevy Smith, she shared her opinion on the inclusion of Black designers and that she wishes there had been more of us in attendance. Now, on Twitter, she shared that Black Lives Matter acts seem to be performative because if it, you know, that wasn't the case, more Black designers would have flooded the red carpet. Should the blame be placed on celebrities or their stylists for not rocking more designers of color? What do you think, Al? Well, you know, I think she makes a good point. Uh, we know that Kiki Palmer did. We know that Kid Cudi did. We know that Ava did. Uh, we know that at least four or five uh, African-American celebrities were designed, I mean, had on African-American designers. But let me tell you something, she's right. And it's gonna have to start with our influencers who are African-American um, big names, like the Whoopi Goldbergs, uh, like the Gabrielle Unions, like the Sierras, who got a lot of media attention, uh, the Jennifer Lopez. Now, you know who I was really proud about was Lewis Hamilton. Big shout out to that Formula One driver. He is British. But what he did was he spent his own quarter of a million dollars to buy a table at the Met Gala. And he invited nothing but he invited three black fashion designers, uh, a black African-American fashion stylist. And he invited uh, Shakira, an athlete, an African-American athlete who wore a black designer, as well as the fencer from Britain. Uh, What is his name? Do y'all remember his name? Miles, Miles. And the reason behind it was he said that he wanted a whole table full of black American designers because he wanted people to talk and take notice so that they know that they are an option to be used. I thought that was amazing. Thumbs up to you, my brother. Bucky, what do you think? Here's one thing I want to point out. I agree with everything Al said and I agree with everything Q said. Any of you guys who have taken Psychology 101, Maslow's hierarchy of needs states that status is one of our needs. And I think oftentimes when people buy these designer brands, Armani, Gucci, Balenciaga, Dolce Gabbana, so on and so forth, it has less to do with the fact that they are white-owned companies or Italian-owned companies and more to do with recognizable status symbols in our society. And when you are a beginning artist, a fledgling artist or any artist, and you're thrust in this environment of entertainment with all these people with money and status, you want status. And anybody who says that status is not important, I don't care what other people think, you're lying. You may be the best dressed person at church. You might be the best dressed person at PTA. You might drive the nicest car in your HOA, but status is one of our psychological needs. And I think oftentimes people don't lend any credence to the fact that oftentimes people wear recognizable designers more because the status it confers and less to do about the color. Now, I can't help the fact that I was born in 1983 and when I was born, Gucci was already a status symbol. I just bought a big new pair of Gucci shoes today on my Instagram and people are eating my ass up because I'm like, why you didn't spend this money and buy no HBCU HBCU attire? (laughs) Bitch, because when I walk in the club, I want a bitch to know I got money and that I've arrived and that I used to be broke, but I ain't no more okay and listen yes maybe i can help the black brands get there maybe i can but in this moment in time at the met ball galaxy when all eyes are on me i want the world to know that bitch i made it okay so i got my balenciaga on my dolce gabbana whatever the case may be and it has nothing to do with color and more to do with status and i'm a 
Well, I, mean. I, I, I hear that, Q, but I, I feel like this, though. The theme was American independence, and we just came off the tail of Black Lives Matter movement. So it would appear to me that we would have made more of a social conscious effort to incorporate, as we talk about American independence, African-American fashion designers for the biggest fashion event in the country. And I just think that goes to show... Ready. That just goes to show how much of the status does mean to us. I mean, you don't even have to be a celebrity to see that. I mean, go to your go to your regular neighborhoods. You see people who can't afford these designer labels in them because they're trying to show yeah. the next person that I I'm got better than I have. I got I'm, status. I'm better than and, everybody and, and wants to be rich. Everybody wants to be fabulous. Everybody wants to be glamorous. And it's not that we think that the African American designers' clothes are not attractive. It's just that when I walk into a room, it doesn't give me status. I'm not saying that mm -hmm. makes it right. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we as Black people need to do something to change it. I'm simply stating the mindset of somebody that's getting ready to go to the Met Ball Gala tea. Okay, I'm not here to make a social statement. I'm here to stun on these hoes. That part. All right, moving on. Wendy Williams' team announced earlier today that she has tested positive for COVID-19. The Post says while continu continuing her health evaluations, Wendy has tested positive for a breakthrough case of COVID-19. To allow time to quarantine and fully recover and to ensure that our production abides by all SAG and DGA protocols, the new season will start on Monday, October 4th. Our thoughts and prayers are with Wendy Williams during her time of recovery. Thoughts on this? Is that all she tested positive for? <laughs> go ahead, Al. I'm just going to drink my wine and mind my Gucci no, business. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm just going to drink my Gucci business. Go ahead. <laughs> what you okay. Say? The versus battle between Fat Joe and Ja Rule took place last night. And it was quite entertaining, despite the fact that Fat Joe calls Vita and Lil Mo Dusty bitches. <laughs> Fat Joe issued an apology on Twitter saying, shout out to the ladies. Very sorry if I disrespected. I love Vita and Lil Mo. I'm super sorry. Love my sis as well. I guess Lil Mo didn't think his apology was sincere. And now she's asking everyone to tell Fat Joe that he owes them a genuine apology. Remy Ma then stepped in and told Lil Mo to stop it. And that Fat Joe wasn't intentionally trying to hurt anyone. Lil Mo replied to Remy Ma and said, who is you to tell me how I feel? Mind your business. Woo, so much tea. But what do you think Remy Ma should have, uh, do you think Remy Ma should have stayed out of this drama or what do you think? I think Remy Ma definitely should have stayed out of it. Now here's what I think. He definitely disrespected two black women on a large platform, period, hard stop, close the chapter. I think Fat Joe misconstrued that stage for a street corner, right? Because if we were on the street corner with no audience, it's just the B-boys, that would have been an applicable rank. I put my homegirl on, she rich. You put your homegirls on, them hoes hungry and dusty, okay? That would have been fair on the street corner at the green store at the gas station with 240s playing dice. That's what two dudes would have did going back and forth. Fat Joe doing it on TV, made it wrong and I think that he did not realize that he was not on the street corner playing craps and he was on live tv and it, it came off as very disrespect but had they been on the street corner all is fair and love and war and that would have been a fair read Al? 
Um, I, I, you know, I really like Fat Joe um, and I hosted an event for Fat Joe and Remy Ma before. So they know that this comes from a, a space of constructive criticism. So Fat Joe is already under this undercurrent under fire for using the word, the N word a lot, right? And I just feel like how he addressed them, I think he got caught up in the moment, to be honest. I think he did call them dusty crackheads. I think the treatment and calling, uh, you know, African-American women names like that as on a big platform like this deserves a public apology more than just a tweet. And I, I see why Remy Ma came to him, came to his defense because they're really good friends and he needed a black female to speak in this space because he did grossly disrespect to African-American women. And I really do believe that he owes them an apology and an apology more than just a tweet. And that's okay, we make mistakes. He's in the heat of the moment. He's in a battle, he's a wordsmith. Things come out, what you think sometimes come out your mouth and it's not appropriate. But but it's not big enough to where you can't apologize. So I think he owes us all an apology for how he put those women down. That wasn't fair to them, calling them dusty crackheads. And I think he owes them an apology for sure. He should do it publicly. In and can out. I pose, can I pose one question, Claudia? Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with Al. And Black women, I don't get. I want y'all to get mad with me. I 100% agree he disrespect them. Let's take black women out the occasion or out of the out of the equation and let's put battle, hip hop and comedy in the equation. What Fat Joe was saying is I featured Remy Ma on my stuff and now she's rich and fabulous. You featured Vita and Little Mo on your stuff. Where are they at now? What are they doing do they got their money up? It was a street read. I'm not excusing it. It was 100% wrong for network TV. It was definitely some corner under the tree dice game type stuff. But from a comedic perspective, it was it was laughter wrapped in disrespect. I guess. <laughs> yeah, too bad he's not a comedian. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to I'm going to say this and speak for my ladies. Yeah, we can say it's 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 hip hop. It's this. It's that. But as a black woman, we're kind of used to motherfuckers disrespecting us all the time. And we can say it's in the in the vein. I didn't see it. So I'm just speaking as a black woman here in the story, reading the story. It's always funny when it's us. Let it be the LBGTQ community. Would you find it funny? Probably yeah, absolutely not. Right. I wouldn't. But you, here's you wouldn't. And, and wait, wait. And this person would be canceled. And we see this all the time. But when it's a black woman, it's we're supposed to just always take the shit on the chin. And I, I'm going to say this. Yeah, I love hip hop and I love the trash talking. But didn't he say also they went a crack house or something like that? And didn't Lil Mo have an issue with uh, with uh, with um, with an addiction early on? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's two ways looking at it. Yeah, it was hip hop. But also black women, two things can be true at the same time. We're but used wanna, to it. But I want to say this, Claudia, and here's the difference between the LGBTQ community and black women. I would never rap to a song about to you faggot this, you sissy that, you punk this let's not act like what Fat Joe said on the stage about y'all is not the very same thing y'all bop to and rap to and that hip-hop is about every day of the week. Y'all get called bitches, hoes, sluts, mutts, and every damn thing else of the week, and y'all are the same ones that bop to them songs and make them number one. So what makes this special? Because it was about two specific people that y'all could pinpoint? Because y'all bop to the same doggone music. We do now, but it wasn't always like that. 
So, you know, it started, you know, it wasn't always like that. And eventually when things get done over and over and over again, you know, it be, become numb to it. Just like they're starting to do that to the community, which is raggedy as hell. And I'm, I'm very happy that the community is stepping up and putting a stop to it. And that's a mistake that black women, you're right. We didn't do that right away like we should have. We supported our black brothers in their rap careers and we were always a bop and we didn't do it. And now it seems like y'all don't want to hear it now. Not y'all, but people don't want to hear it now because it's a little bit too little too late. But really, we probably should have done this and put our foot down 20 years ago, but we didn't. And that's our bad. And now we're trying to make it for, for loss, I think. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to talk about Caitlyn Jenner getting that ass kicked in the California recall. We got more TGIF after the break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, guys, do you have a uh, cabinet full of acne treatments and skincare products, but you have no idea what half of them do? Well, there are tons of products on the market, but it's hard to find something that's perfect for your skin. Turns out most skincare products don't do much. The best way to treat acne is with fewer products that are cl clinically proven and customized to your skin. And that's why I'm excited to partner with Astrophy. I'm sorry, Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are cl clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you to with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your skin. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats acne and they can also help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing wet redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. Now, if uh, you know what I love? I love that you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy to pick up a prescription and it just gets shipped to you whenever you need it. Now, we have a special deal for our viewers. Save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash T when you use our code T. And this code is only available to our viewers. Now, to get started, go to apostrophe.com slash T and click begin visit. Then use our code T at the sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash T and use code T to get your dermatology visit and save $15. Now we want to thank Apostrophe for sponsoring our show. Now from that to a beat down, we got to talk about this recall election that went down. Of course, Gary Newsom, I'm, I'm sorry, Gavin Newsom was not recalled in the California election. But let's talk about Caitlyn Jenner, who had the most name recognition in the world, uh, lost the California recall. Uh, according to people, Caitlyn uh, received approximately 55,000 votes, which is equivalent to 1.1%. Can you believe that 55,000 people actually voted but Caitlyn Jenner, what are your thoughts? You know, rarely am I wrong. Like, rarely am I wrong. I'm a know-it-all. And I normally am right when I know stuff. And I just knew Caitlyn Jenner was just going to come through and buy ya 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 on the girls. I knew she was going to give the girls what they was asking for, especially in liberal-ass California. I'm a flower child. I smoke weed. I don't work. I didn't graduate high school, but I make $300,000 a year because I'm a coder, and I live in San Francisco. And I just knew California was going to go up for that penis, them titties, and that leopard blouse. 
I just knew they was. But baby, she didn't even get enough people from the food step. She didn't even get enough people from session. Eight. She didn't even get enough people from Skid Row to vote for her kitten heel wearing, wheelies box sporting, Olympic medal wearing, leopard shirt sporting. Yes. The people just didn't see it for her. And you know what? Quiet as it's kept, I'm thinking Corey Gamble, Chris Jenner, soon to be husband, might get more votes than her slash his ass. But that's what you get for masquerading around America as a woman, but walking around with white rich male politics, bitch. You got 1.1% of the votes, and I yield the rest of my time to light skin elder barge ass. <laughs> Don't pass it over here to me. I, you know what? It's so interesting. I just feel like um, it didn't translate because Caitlyn Jenner, she got more media coverage. She got more um, impressions. She got more um, amplification in the, in the tune of 210 million on each time that she appeared in her political scene. I, it, obviously, people are just not feeling her politics, period. Stop. That's it. Why would anyone be surprised? It's Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner still has white Republican male privilege and attitude and viewpoint. This bitch, and I'm calling Caitlyn Jenner a bitch, um, is against the rights of the people that she tries to identify for with when it when it when it suits her, him, her, her I'm sorry. When it suits her, it's it's you know, she's on one side. You've never stood, uh, you've you've never stood up for the people you claim to be, and yet we're supposed to vote for you. You are a hot ass mess. And I love that a reality star was shut down because we already saw what kind of disaster that provided the last time a reality star won the election. But let's also talk about Larry Elder and his coon self, because that's what I think he is. That's my opinion. That's not Fox. Give me give me 10 seconds before you move on. I just want to say one thing before we catch backlash for misgendering Caitlyn Jenner. This is no disrespect to the trans community and it's 100% a read to Caitlyn Jenner for masquerading as trans but still carrying on as a white man. The, uh, thank you for that. And that's why it's kind of hard for me to refer to Caitlyn Jenner as trans because your your politics don't support the trans community. Mm -hmm. So are you really trans or are you trans to make us forget about the vehicular homicide you committed right before you transcended halfway? Ooh, girl, she giving us Brandy Norwood TV. <laughs> Run over the people that get back on TV. Run over the people that get back on TV. Beep, beep. Who got the keys to my Jeep? Yeah. Catch me in my Mitsubishi outside eating coochie. Hey, hey, hey. Like Paul McCartney, I hardly are. Lord have mercy, boy. I'm singing all the car commercials, but go ahead. I love that Caitlin thought that she had a fighting chance to be governor of California with that nonsense. Well, look, maybe, maybe. She ran over some people and so did Brandy. Maybe Brandy could come out as a trans man and run for governor and win. I'm just moving on. Oh, Hours after Britney Spears announced her engagement to longtime boyfriend Sam Ashagari, actress Octavia Spencer commented on the superstar's post and wrote, Make him sign a prenup. 
and her comment received over 30,000 likes on Instagram. Spears' fiance responded with a 100 emoji and later made a post writing, thank you everyone who was concerned about the prenup. Of course, we're getting an ironclad prenup to protect my Jeep and shoe collection in case she dumps me one day. Well, Brittany has since disabled her Instagram account so she can celebrate her engagement in peace. Do you think Octavia Spencer should have kept her opinion to herself? Or where was the lie? Ow. <laughs> I thought Octavia Spencer, <laughs> like like she said, she says, listen, I was being comedic. I was making a joke. That's what I do. That's the nature of the comment. But she did say she reached out to the couple personally, and she did apologize for taking the, um, the love and the excitement out of this by turning it into something that it shouldn't be. Um, and I think that's fine. I think we can't be so hypersensitive that people still can't be and say what they want to say and what they think. I just think that people were obviously looking for something in this case because, um, you know, she was finally coming off of her conservatory that her parents relinquished Tuesday before the engagement. So I get it. Q, what do you think? I concur with Al, baby. It's <laughs> so crazy. What's the big deal for her saying that? Like, of course. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, everyone's so goddamn sensitive. You can't say anything that's even true. It's a fact. Get up right yeah. up. We've we've already gone through this already with Brittany before. All right, speaking of Brittany's, Brittany Renner Claudia, said it's official. Claudia. It's the time. All right, we're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back with more TGIF after the break. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back now. Before we went to break, we were talking about Brittany Spears. So I'm saying, speaking of Brittany's, Brittany Renner said it's officially step daddy season. Take a look. Ghetto. It is so ghetto being a baby mama and thinking about multiple baby daddies is scary. But mm, you my baby gonna be all right. Okay. Do y'all agree with her? What are your thoughts on this? Listen, Claudia, the way I was raised, nothing about her setup works for me. But as I've matured in my 38 years of life, I realized that the way I live and what I believe is not the way the whole world needs to govern themselves. There's a whole faction of women slash bitches out there that believe the same way she do. And for women who subscribe to what she subscribed to, she has given them the rule book and she has given them it for free. You don't even have to enroll, subscribe, or get accepted into college. She is giving you the Cliff Notes hunty. And I suggest for all of you girls that's riding that lane she in, take notes. If that's the way your life is set up, this is who you want to follow. Now, like I said, I plan on going to heaven, not hell or purgatory. So I ain't following her. But mama doing it and she doing it right. She's taunting the hell out of old boy. But you she know did. what? The, the man is supposed to be the leader. And he who find a woman findeth a good thing. And he found a bad thing. And he leading him, her, and they to hell. But you know what? I'm not mad with her. This is survival of her. Survival of the fittest, and mama is surviving. Okay, Al. You know what? She's going out of her way to be a super villain. This is the most press that she has probably ever gotten, including her little Instagram page for doing what she did to PJ Washington. But let me tell you something in this country and entertainment, bad behavior, uh, uh, 
uh, extreme behavior like this, disgusting behavior like this gets rewarded. And let me tell you where this young lady should be. Shawnee O'Neal. Shawnee O'Neal and the production company that produces Basketball Wives. And you guys know I know a little bit about Basketball Wives because I spent a lot of seasons on the show. They need, the bad to this, <laughs> they need to call this young lady. This young lady exhibits the exact same star behaviors as Evelyn did before she started Basketball Wives. I'm telling you. And it's exactly Exactly what basketball wives need in order to add some spice to that to that cast. I'm gonna tell you, I, I can't say that I support it, but the way that this woman is coming across, she's ready for some good TV. And I think basketball wives would be the perfect cast opportunity for her. Ain't that show about to be canceled? Not if well, Al get his casting rights. You know, quiet, that's right. But you know, quiet, quiet as a skip, quiet as a skip, and loud as it's heard. That actually might be the lifeline. Oh, I mean, that's right. She's relevant enough, young enough, social media famous enough, and Shawnee O'Neal is money thirsty and power hungry enough with her <laughs> passive fiance <laughs> to make this work. Oh, Al, make sure I you get, get, I get a management. I should get a management fee from that young lady. Well, at least at least a twenty five hundred dollar kickback. It will work. Right. And, and catch this tea, Claudia. Catch this tea. And we talking all this ish. And we'll watch it. Absolutely. I would watch her. Are you kidding me? I would want to see how that little baby turned out. I would want to see how he interacts with the child on or off to, off camera. I think we got a winner right here for this one. Well, I heard this show is about to be canceled from some cast members, but okay. Moving on, the city of Chicago has plans to tackle their crime problem. And they're starting with suing gang members so they can seize their assets. According to the Chicago Police Department and Mayor Lori Lightfoot, they believe this plan will eventually prove to be successful. Here's what the mayor had to say. Take a look. It's a tool um, in civil courts that gives us the opportunity to go after those gangs that are wreaking havoc and in particular take away the profit motive from them by seizing assets that they have been able to purchase because of their violent activity in our neighborhoods. Do you think this, I'm always distracted by the suit. I'm just always <laughs> distracted by the baggy suits. But anyways, I'm gonna try to be professional. Do you think this uh, new approach will uh, decrease crime in the shy? I am in support of everything that George Jefferson said. <laughs> Kitchen, a bees on burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying just to get up there. So just just for the sake of argument, uh, this is actually not a new concept. As we all know, federally, they've been doing this concept for a long time. That's how they've been able to extinguish some of the largest uh, mafia groups in the country. Um, and also in the suburbs of Chicago, they've also tried this to mix reviews. I think she's on to something. And given what's going on in Chicago with all these people dying, and y'all just read about what happened there this past weekend, she needs to try whatever she can cans that's going to work in order to save the lives of those citizens. So I'm all for it. All right. I don't know. That's going to be it's, 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 they, they got Took a hold on the Ryan <laughs> just to get up that hill. 
Now we're up in the big leagues. Q, we got to go to commercial, buddy. And if you're here, it's you and me, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We're going to take a quick commercial. We'll be back with more TJF after the break. Oh, my goodness. Q. All right, guys. Welcome back to TGIF. Everybody in the chat, we see you and we appreciate y'all. Throw up a thumbs up or three if you want to see the show on three days a week or if you just like the show. Give us some love in the chat. We see y'all. All right, y'all. Let's get into this. Uh, according to my mixtapes, Boosie is considered a legend because he beat six murder cases, two attempted murder cases, cancer, Raised all seven of his children alone. He has a, uh, he's had, he's never had any major rap beefs and he started the Boosie fade trend. Now the popular blog considers him to be someone worth mentioning because he survived all the above mentioned before he turned 38 years of age. I need to ask you to, should Boosie be considered a hip hop legend? I have nothing, nothing, nothing. Al. (laughs) I mean, if that, if those things that you name make him a hip hop legend, maybe in the hip hop community that gives him cred. But I, I remember the last album that he released, he only sold 300 copies, right? So I don't know what quantifies you as being a hip hop legend. I think if you're a legend, you should be selling more than 300 copies. That was in what, 2019? 300 copies. Yeah. His last song sold 300 copies. How many did Jocelyn sell? No, 300 copies. I, I, I have the article. You want me to read it to you? It's more people in my HOA. <laughs> Hold on, let me read the You want me to read the article to you? I'll take your word oh. for it. You, you the fast guy. I'll take your word for it. Oh, yeah, we don't. Um, isn't that less than like a Jocelyn, a Saucy Santana? Like Saucy Santana. All those people have done way more than that. Like a lot. Sukiana, Nikki Natural, Amara La Negra, Veronica Vega. I mean, Tokyo Vanity. I mean, because my best friend, Frenna, she Frenna. Yes, you better throw that ass in a circle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. What happens when you try the wrong one? Well, let's ask. A rapper the game years ago it was reported that he allegedly uh, sexually assaulted priscilla rainey and she's not letting up according to court, do- court documents she sued the rapper along with all of the companies that he owned in 2015 now she was awarded millions of dollars 8.8 to be exact and she has only received 258,000 to date Rainey wants her money and claims that the game has been moving his money around in shell companies, which are basically fake businesses to avoid paying her the remaining balance of her settlement. Does the game need to run, sis, her coins? What do you think about this story? I mean, sis, $257,000 is a lot of money to get your coochie rubbed, right? Like, it is on face value. I know girls right now getting their coochie well for $40. They walking around the club talking about, you want to dance me? You want to dance me? At the strip clubs. However, if the court said that man owe you $8 million, then that man owe you $8 million. I, I believe you should get at least $4 million of them dollars. So, sis, keep chasing them shell corps. But let me tell you something, that's the most expensive coochie rub. Because here's the gag. Here's what I don't understand about men like the game. Y'all go rub these girls' coochies involuntarily when they would have gave it to y'all for free. 
that's the real gag. Al. You know, I think I think that the issue with game was how he's kind of evaded the courts. Like he doesn't show up for court. He dodges settlement conferences. He, you know, he just has not stood up and took responsibility for this at all. And I think that's why she got awarded six million in punitive damages and only one million in compensate. I mean compensatory chart damages. I don't know. I just feel like this isn't going away. She's not going away. I would go back to the settle. I would go back and try to settle something because I think she'll take something at this point. It's too bad that he lost all this for, uh, you know, def- by default, by not showing up when I wonder how it, it, right. it would be the same or different in- uh, outcome had he, had he had shown up. up. I'm really curious because I really want to know about, you know, what the real deal is and losing by default. We don't really get to know really in, 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 you know, in the right or wrong. All right. Uh, speaking of right or wrong, a Florida woman was arrested for allegedly helping her son and his friend attack a child at their school. Now, the child said the mom restrained him while her son and his friend beat him. Witnesses also claim she also pulled out a taser. Now, she was later arrested and claimed she didn't intentionally try to hurt the child. Oh. <sighs> Would y'all do the same if you had kids? Or would you jump off the porch to protect them? Would you jump in if you saw your kid losing a fight? So listen, I'm from Florida, Miami, Florida, to be exact, the home of the ghetto. It don't get no more ghetto than Miami, Liberty City, Opelika, Kansas City, baby. And we drive our kids around the bitch house to fight. Okay, but we got a rule down here. That's between these kids. Don't jump in. Ain't nobody finna jump you. Uh-uh, back up, back up. Okay, it's between the kids. The mamas stay on the side. The mamas is just there to make sure don't nobody jump the kids. Or if you drove your baby Ryan at a fight and they got on top of your baby, you pull that bitch off your baby. But the mamas don't jump in. See, this these these newfangled mamas. These these born in '98. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mamas was born in 91. Mamas been hunching by the time they 10. Mamas. And she don't know the rules of the game. And that's why she finna end up in prison by putting her hands on somebody's child. Had she just drove right there and gave her baby a ride, right there to fight. But see, that goes to show that she a punk ass, you know what, and her child is too. Because her baby didn't know how to fight, so she felt the need to jump in. Al? Hey, what you said, um, you know, she was on Breakfast Club. She's got a lot of media around this. She she started a GoFundMe account. They're funding her account for her legal fees. But in my opinion, she didn't have any business going down to that school and helping to hold that little boy down in order for her son and his friend to attack him. You don't no. hold him down. You drive him. You drive. It's okay to drive him riding now, because my mama don't drove me riding there a couple times. But she stood on the car and said, "Beat his ass! Beat his ass!" <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. Why is it always in Florida? Why? What is happening? What is going? Why? We're ghetto country, and we don't know if we Dominican or Republic. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't say Dominican or Republic. We don't know if we Dominican or Republic. (laughs) You know what? We're going to pick up this conversation again on Friday. I want to thank my co-hosts Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Thank you to everyone watching us on the YouTube channel and all the other smart TV and all the other apps. Stay tuned. The Book of Sean is up next. Have a great rest of the week and we'll see you back here on Friday. Tell a friend. We'll see you back here on Friday. Bye, Bye soulmates. Happy holidays.